All right, so you have been invited out on someone's boat. You are very much looking forward to heading out sailing with them. But what should you do to make sure that you are a prepared sailing crew? So this week I'm going to talk a bit about how to physically prepare, mentally prepare, uh, get yourself all organized so you can be an awesome crew member and get invited back out on the boat again. Hey there, and welcome to your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I hope you are having a great week, a great summer. I know here out in Nelson, the weather has really turned around. It's beautiful, sunny, hot, really feeling like summer, which is really nice. To start off, I want to apologize for missing last week, sending out an episode. I spent three lovely weeks uh, visiting family that I haven't seen in three or more years, and I was out at my cottage in the Gaspé in Quebec, Métis-sur-Mer, and I was just having a great time and uh, didn't end up getting an episode out for you guys last week, so I do apologize for that. I am trying to stay consistent. Uh, But yeah, moving on to this week, talking about how to be a prepared crew. Uh, Before we jump into that, I want to do a big shout out to the Navy League of Canada. So specifically the BC Mainland Division, welcome aboard. We have a bunch of new listeners coming in from the Navy League of Canada. Great organization. lots and lots of volunteering and programs and just really good uh, educational platform that they have going. So great organization. Happy to have you guys uh, on board. As usual, everyone else, please do let me know if you have any uh, ideas and episodes. I just had someone reach out to me which I'll talk a bit more about next week um, with some ideas. And yeah, it's going to open up a whole other um kind of strain of podcast. So I'm super excited to uh, work on some of those content ideas as well. So yeah, glad to have everybody back on board. Glad to be doing another episode and let's get going. So for this episode this week, I am going to dig into how to be a prepared crew. So you have been asked to go out on a boat with somebody. It could be uh, to race. It could be just to cruise around, hang out for a couple hours. It could be for a weekend. Um, So regardless of of what the situation is, you've been asked to go out on a boat. Uh, You're very excited. And what do you do now? So I've kind of touched on this in several previous episodes here and there talking about you know, what type of gear you should bring, um, things to think about for day trip planning and stuff like that. So if you haven't listened to previous episodes, do go back and uh, do that. I'm going to touch on them as I go through this episode. 
Um, but yeah, so the first thing I'm going to talk about here is personal items. So for me, these are things that you would bring with you on the boat to make uh, yourself more comfortable and to make your value on the boat uh I don't want to say a little bit higher, but you know what I mean? Like just to make yourself a little more prepared and comfortable and available to help out on the boat. So the top one on my list, uh, and they kind of all cascade and they kind of all go together, but for me is sun protection. So, you know, when I was younger, I used to sail and I would be out on the water all day, every day, no hat, no sunglasses, no sunscreen. Like I would be out there on my dinghy ripping around, no problem. Um, I And I had all kinds of energy. I rarely got uh, sunburns and stuff. But now I find as soon as I am outside at all, if I don't have a hat or sunglasses on, I am overheating. Um, I am starting to get sunburnt. It, the sun is just that much stronger now. Um, either that, well, I know for sure it is, but also my tolerance for being out in the sun is definitely less than it used to be when I was younger. But uh, so for me, one of the top items when you're heading out sailing and you want to be a prepared crew, make sure you have proper sun protection. So in this case, your key items that you want to bring with you, you want to have a hat. Uh, you can have a tether on your hat if needed or a leash so that if the if it's really windy and you have a ball cap, it doesn't go flying off. There's nothing worse than sailing around and then somebody loses their ball cap and then you start doing the crew overboard maneuver and with boat hook and stuff to try to get it back on board. So ideally, you can avoid that by having a, a line attached to your hat. Usually, you can make one just with a piece of rope and tie a bowl in around your baseball cap um, at the back and then tie it off to your PFD. Or they also have some that you can buy that have clips on the ends of the line. Super easy to get. Um, but definitely get yourself a hat. Another thing that you want to bring with you for sure, sunglasses. You want to have that eye protection. So back in episode two, new sailor sailing gear. Do I really need that? Uh, that episode was all about gear that I think that you should invest in as a new sailor. So uh, definitely go back and listen to that one. I talk a lot about sunglasses. Um, so make sure you have a pair of sunglasses with you. And finally, you want to make sure that you have sunscreen with you as well um, so that you can reapply throughout the day. Don't forget the tops of the ears, the tops of the feet. If you are wearing Tevas or any kind of uh, Keens sandals, uh, the tops of the feet really hurt when you get those burnt as well. And so the last piece of sun protection equipment that I want to talk about would be some sort of UV protection shirt or rash guard. Uh, there are several different companies that make some really good shirts. I've had some really good uh, luck with Level 6. They're a Canadian company. Uh, they make uh, rash guards. I bought mine at MEC, Mountain Equipment Co-op. Uh, but I also have a couple of different Columbia shirts, which are a little, I want to say dressier, but like they're like a button-down uh, shirt, uh, rash guard. Uh, underneath is what I wear with that. So the button down shirt 
is also UV protected. I believe the one that I have is at least 50%, if not higher, uh, or I guess UV 50. Um, so yeah, that would be another thing that I would include in this sun protection category. Uh, I just made a note here. I'm going to do a, a separate episode specifically on sun protection gear and some of the different items that I have purchased over the years and which ones I really like and, and which ones seem to really be um, doing the trick. There are quite a few companies now, uh, textile companies that have even regular everyday clothing that has UV protection uh, built into it. So I think that's pretty cool because uh, it's not just when we're out sailing that we want to be protected. It's really anytime you're outside. So if you can add a few key pieces of uh, clothing to your repertoire, that will help out a lot too. So I will do another episode on that. I'm a big proponent of sun protection. Uh, like I said, it, it is getting stronger, and so I like to keep myself protected. It's funny, often at the marina, some of the old old salts that are out on the marina will make fun of me. You know, they're sitting there, they've got maybe a pair of sunglasses on, if that, and then shorts, and then they just have like leather, <laughs> leather skin, and they like to make fun of me because here I am walking around all covered up like I'm allergic to the sun or something, but... You know, for me, I plan on being around for a, a long time and I plan on growing old with my husband and, and being around to watch my kids navigate this shit show called life. So part of that is making sure that I'm keeping myself protected. So I think sun protection is a big one. And that also helps with the next topic that I'm going to talk about here for your personal preparation for your uh, sailing trip is hydration. So making sure that you are well hydrated for your trip and you, um, or, or your day out, I shouldn't say trip, might be a trip, might just be a couple hours, uh, but keeping yourself well hydrated is really, really important. So that is going to make sure that uh, mentally you are on deck and ready to be helpful uh, and available on the boat so you're not getting dehydrated and getting headaches and, and losing your focus. So some key items that I like to bring with me uh, to help in this uh, category, definitely water. I have two large Nalgene bottles that are pretty much with me on the boat at all times. So one bottle I actually take and I toss it in the freezer uh, before I head out. So depending on how far in advance I'm planning, it could be the night before if if I'm lucky, but if not, I'll toss one in the freezer, try to get that nice and frozen and nice and cold. And then I have one that I just fill up before we leave. And so I prefer to drink room temperature water, but when it's really hot out, I do find that the cold water is just that much more refreshing. So depending on whether or not you keep your water in uh, the cooler or an ice box or freezer, whatever, could uh, vary. That's how you would change the temperature for your water to whatever works for you. But for me, I've got one that I freeze and then throughout the day, usually towards the end of the day, depending how long I'm out on the boat, um, that frozen one starts to thaw out and then I have some nice cold water available when I might be getting really hot. So that's one thing, definitely bringing your water bottles. Uh, another thing that I like to bring with me are electrolyte uh, cubes. So I like to use the cliff cubes. Um, you can purchase them at, you know, sports stores, especially any hiking, mountaineering, outdoor 
type store, mech, that kind of thing. Uh, I see them all over the place now, but they're kind of like a, almost like a gummy bear kind of cube. Um, and it's just uh, electrolytes. So it's helping to get your salts and your electrolytes balanced again. If you're sweating a lot, you want to make sure that you have all of your electrolytes back and replenished so that uh, you're able to focus and function well. So that's one way that you can get your electrolytes. There are also uh, drink mixes that you can use too. So all kinds of different flavors out there. Um, One of the more popular brands called Noon, I think, N-U-U-N, I'd have to look that up. But, um, you know, there are a few different, they're tablets or it's even um, like a powder that you can mix in with your water. So that's a good way to make sure that you are replenishing some of the salts and, and stuff that you're losing from sweating. So that's another uh, key thing that I bring with me. And also another thing to keep the um, hanger at bay (laughs) uh, would be granola bars. Uh, Again, I like the Cliff bars. I'm not affiliated with Cliff at all, but I I seem to like some of their products. So um, having some sort of snack item on board is really helpful, uh, whether you have uh, granola bars, protein bars, energy balls, um, I have this awesome product that I eat a lot called Cheese. It's a local company and it's basically dehydrated cheese and it's like a crunchy snack and they're great because you don't have to refrigerate, doesn't go bad, anything like that. So I, I usually have a, a bag or two of Cheese with me as well. Um, and what else is really good? Oh, any kind of, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not pepperettes, but the um, uh, smoked beef jerky is the word I'm looking for. So beef jerky is also a good one to have on the boat, uh, easy to store, you know, different flavors and stuff like that. So yeah, this is talking a bit about hydration and uh, hunger management, keeping yourself well-fed and uh, well-hydrated on the boat, especially when it comes to your electrolytes and replenishing those. All right, so now I'm going to start geeking out on uh, some of the gear stuff that I like to to bring with me when I head out on the boat. Um, Again, don't overthink it. You don't want to get too crazy, but um, at the same time, it is nice to have a few personal items that are kind of uh, things that you will bring with you when you're heading out on the boat. For me, I like to create, um, I guess, bags or backpacks that I use for different things. So I have my hiking backpack, I have my ski touring backpack, I have a sailing duffel bag because it's quite a bit bigger than the other ones. Um, I keep my mountain biking gear in another duffel bag. So kind of um, trying to keep my gear organized so I know where it is. Um, but that can be hard sometimes when you tend to use one item for several different activities. So one example of that, for instance, recently I went and bought another handheld compass because I couldn't find mine. Uh, and turns out that I had thrown it into my ski touring bag, which I don't normally do. I usually bring it hiking with me or mountain biking or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, I had it in my ski touring bag and I didn't think to look there. So I ordered another one. So now lucky me, I have two handheld compasses. But uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about personal gear for you to bring out on the boat. So if you have a PFD that you like to wear or an inflatable life jacket, whatever, it's something that you are comfortable with. You've worn it a few times, easy to put on, take off, 
uh, you know, you've got clips and straps and whatever to hang things off of, like it's, it's your piece of equipment, definitely feel free to bring that with you. Um, if you don't have one, make sure that you um, let the skipper know that you don't have your own PFD and then it's expected that they will have one for you. Um, so that would be something that you want to bring. You can also bring a whistle with you. I tend to just keep a whistle on my PFD right on the jacket. If for whatever reason you're not wearing your PFD the whole time that you're out, maybe it's really hot or maybe you just don't want to wear it. You don't have to legally wear it the whole time. Uh, you just want to make sure it's within uh, reach or you know where it is. So if you do fall off, somebody can throw it to you. Um, but I like to wear mine if it, provided it's not too hot out and uncomfortable, but I'm just used to it. So uh, on my PFD, I just put my whistle right on there. So again, if, if something happens, I fall off or if I need to uh, reach out to somebody, let them know I'm okay, I can use my whistle. So that's another really simple thing that you can bring. And then sailing gloves. So if you have um, a pair of gloves that you like to wear when you're out on the boat, uh, that's always good because then you're going to be in a good position to help out with a lot of the lines on the boat, the halyards and sheets and everything, and not worry about your hands. So in one of my earlier episodes, I believe it was also episode two for new sailing, uh, sailing gear for new sailors. I talk a little bit about sailing gloves. Um, when you're first starting out, getting a good pair of work gloves, garden gloves, whatever, uh, work just fine when you're out on the boat. And then the more that you sail, you'll realize what kind of gloves you're interested in getting, whether you want to have fingerless gloves or some gloves come with, you know, two or three full fingers. Some of them are all full fingers. So there's a lot of different options out there. So that's something that you might play around with uh, the more that you go out. But having some sort of hand protection when you go out on somebody else's boat is a great idea. So the extra, extra geeky stuff that you can bring with you, I already talked uh, a bit about one of them, which was a handheld compass. Uh, if you have time, it could be fun to double check the handheld compass heading versus the boat compass heading, see if there's any kind of deviation on the boat. Uh, I'll get into some coastal navigation type of uh, lessons as well or episodes here, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But deviation is basically magnetic influences or metal influences on your compass on the actual boat. So the, the boat compass can actually swing depending on uh, if there are certain items that have been installed near the compass or if you're holding something near the compass. Uh, it can be tools. If you're working with tools and screwdrivers or pliers or anything like that, it could be uh, even your cell phone. You have your cell phone close to your compass that can actually change the reading of the compass. So if you wanna geek out a little bit, you can play around with the handheld compass. I always bring a knife with me. Uh, so I have a knife that I just clip onto my PFD. It's just a very simple um, fishing knife. I again talk about that in, I believe my, my first episode, which is top 10 comfort items maybe. Um, so this knife, I used to always have a Leatherman knife on me and I do still have a Leatherman on the boat. I have two actually. Uh, and they're great for uh, doing quick fixes, you know, moving split rings or, tightening up a quick screw or something like that. So those are great to have multi-purpose tools. But if you are in an emergency type situation where you need to cut yourself out of a rope, let's say really quickly, the best way to do that is to have a plain and simple blade, get it out, open it up, cut, you're done. You're not fumbling with different things. You're not looking for uh, an item through a whole bunch of other multi-purpose tools. So it's always good to have an, a knife. 
You could also bring some binoculars with you, depending on where you're sailing. Maybe you've never been in that area before and it'd be really cool to have a look at some things on shore. You might have some wildlife in the area that you'll be able to check out. Um, most people will have a set of binoculars on their boat, but if not, you can bring some with you. I actually bought uh, a little set of personal binoculars for my girls when they were younger for Christmas one year. So they're a little set that kind of fold up and they don't take up a lot of room and the girls always bring them with them when we go out sailing or if we go hiking or biking or anything, they can pull them out. They don't take up a lot of room in the uh, backpack and then they can have a look around. So that's pretty fun. Another thing that I like to bring with me, uh, I like to bring wet notes and a pen. So wet notes, uh, it's a little yellow. The one that I have is a yellow book and it's basically waterproof pages and I can jot down notes and stuff. So in this case, you could be keeping a log of where you've gone, where, where you're going, uh, any interesting navigational aids or local hazards or points of interest along the way. So you can just make some notes about the trip, who's on the boat with you, what time did you start, what time did you end. Um, and on that note, you could have uh, your personal logbook that you bring with you. And then you can have the skipper sign off at the end of the trip saying, you know, yes, we went out today, we sailed around 20 nautical miles, had a great day. You know, here we go. So uh, they can sign off on that kind of thing. So I like having something to take some notes. And then um, one of the last things I mentioned is a paracord bracelet, which is basically, you see them all over the place, but bracelet made out of paracord. And then if you need to have any kind of piece of rope or line to tie something up, you've got something available right there. So there are probably thousands of little gadgets and stuff that you can bring with you. This is just a few items that I'll throw in my pack sometimes. So uh, just to give you some ideas of some of the extra geeky personal items that you could bring with you. So that was talking about the uh, personal items that you could bring with you on the boat. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about your personal preparation for heading out on the boat. So um, for this one, you could head back and listen to episode seven, day trip planning and things to consider. And also episode 11, which is all about base layers and how to layer up or layer down, uh, depending on what kind of weather you're heading out, out in. Uh, but basically this section here, I'm going to talk a little bit of how to make sure that you are ready to go out on the boat. So some pretty easy things to think about first, make sure you get a good night's rest, make sure you eat well before you head out, especially, you know, you've got nerves going on or whatever, just make sure you have a, a good meal before you head out on the boat. Like I talked about before, bringing water, electrolytes, snacks with you, that'll be really key. Something that you want to do as well is double check the weather, uh, have a look at the weather forecast, see what is being um, called for for while you're out on the boat. But also more importantly than that, if you can go outside and just have a look around and look at the actual weather and are the clouds telling you the same thing that the weather forecast is telling you. And this is also a great way to get more comfortable with weather forecasting is to actually go out and have a look at what is happening? What do the clouds look like? Uh, you know, did the weather that they were calling for actually show up? Or is it like here in Nelson in the mountains, the weather is constantly changing. Same thing out on the ocean. We joke around. If you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes, it'll change. Um, so have a look at the weather. Sometimes if I'm going to be sailing in an area and I don't live near that area, um, I will try to find webcams in the area. So I work out in Castlegar, which is outside of Nelson. And sometimes if I'm going to go sailing 
after work, I will pull up the Nelson Airport webcam. And that will basically give me a, a live snapshot of what the sky looks like, specifically in Nelson, where I'm going to be sailing. So that way I'm going to have a look and I'll say, oh yeah, okay, they're calling for rain later. Yeah, I can see a few cumulus clouds building up, but nothing's too dark and ominous yet. So I probably still have enough of a window to go sailing. I'll still get myself organized. Once I get back to Nelson, I'll look around again, take a look at the clouds. Yeah, you know what? It looks like it's going to head down the valley and it's going to go and hit the slow can instead of hitting Nelson and so on. So you get to know your local weather patterns and you get more comfortable uh, forecasting for yourself. So make sure you check on the weather. Uh, make sure that somebody knows where you're going and who you're going with and when you're going to be back. So even though you're not preparing uh, the actual trip plan for this trip, you know, your skipper or whoever you're heading out with should be giving you an idea. Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to leave the Prestige Marina. We're going to do a couple laps, uh, maybe go down to Troop Beach and then back. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you let somebody know spouse, friend, whoever. Yeah, I'm heading out sailing. I'm going with so-and-so. We're leaving the from the Prestige Marina. Going to head down to Troop and then we're going to be back. Uh, and then, you know, if you need to or want to, you can check in with them as well. If you are doing a more extended trip, then I would definitely suggest that you get more details and you pass on more details. But if you're just heading out for an hour or two and you're never going to be far from shore, there's really, uh, you don't need to go into that much detail when you are handing over that information. So having a little bit of a trip plan in mind is a, is a good idea. Uh, reviewing your gear and making sure that you have everything that you think you're going to need and that you know how to use it. And it's also good to check with the person who owns the boat as far as like how much room there is on the boat. If you're planning on bringing like a ton of stuff, <laughs> they might tell you, oh, wait, no, you know, the boat's not that big or I already have a bunch of stuff on board. You don't need to bring this or you don't need to bring that. Um, so just having a little bit of a, a conversation about what to bring. And on that note too, um, if you are on a boat longer uh, and you need to bring luggage with you. For instance, a lot of boat owners do not want luggage on board, especially luggage that has uh, hard sides and wheels. Uh, they will scratch up the decks and all that kind of stuff. So you're better off bringing soft duffel bags, soft backpacks, and that kind of thing. Um, so that'll be for a longer trip, and I'll do some other episodes on on week-long trips and, and kind of getting organized for that. Um, what else? Also a good thing to uh, prepare yourself for when you're on the boat is see if you can find out from the skipper or from your friend or whoever you're going with kind of what your role is going to be on the boat. Like what is the expectation, um, of you when you're out on the boat? Are you going to be just, you know, are you ballast and you're just going to be moving around? Are you going to be crewing and helping with the foresail and trimming the sails just to get an idea, like just you know, I'm a planner, so I kind of like to know, okay, well, where do you want me to, to work on the boat? What should I get organized for? Um, and that way you can just be a little bit more prepared yourself. And anything else, I mean, trying to come up with any other questions that you might have for the skipper ahead of time is great. But for me, sometimes I get out on the boat and I'm always curious. I love asking people like why they rigged things a certain way. You know, like why, why is your halyard 
tied off that way? And why did you, you know, do this or do that? And it's just always interesting getting on different boats and seeing how they're rigged up differently and how people kind of come up with their own solutions to different uh, boat problems that they might have. So tends to um, kind of spur on a lot of conversation and stuff. But if you do have any questions, you know, definitely write them down in your wet notes, in your little notebook, or bring them with you or, you know, see if you can chat about them ahead of time. But once you're out on the boat, it's it's always fun to, to chat with your skipper or the boat owner and find out what do they like about the boat? What do they not like about the boat? You know, is it a good beginner boat? Would they recommend the boat to somebody else? You know, what would they have purchased differently and all that kind of stuff just to get some more experience and some more knowledge and potentially a different point of view. So the last part of your sailing and being a prepared crew is your after sale or your post sale follow up with your skipper. And in this case, um, you know, don't forget to follow up with them. Let them know you had a great time or maybe you didn't have a great time. <laughs> um, you know, just say thanks for having you out on the boat. And if you're feeling brave and, and willing, then ask them, you know, what, what areas do they think that you could work on? Um, you know, what areas were you potentially lacking when you were out on the boat? What, what types of things should you learn a little bit more about? Um, you know, take that with a grain of salt though, because people do have obviously different opinions about how things should be done or, um, yeah, just how, how you should conduct yourself on the boat. So don't get too discouraged if someone is kind of like, yeah, I really, you really don't know what you're doing with the sail or you really can't helm a straight line and that kind of thing. You know, it all comes with experience. It all comes with getting out more. And it all comes with just being a sponge and taking it all in and having fun. So depending on how your sale went with the person and whether or not you want to go out with them again, you might open up the conversation of, you know, yeah, I'd like to head out again. What what types of things could I work on for next time? Uh, you know, any any feedback that you want to give me and, and anything like that. So at the end of the day, though, it's, it's, uh, have your own reflection. It's, it's about how much fun you had when you were out there. So for you personally, how did the sale go? How did it feel? Did you have fun? Did you fit in well with that crew? Did you like that boat? Uh, was the type of sailing that they were doing and the camaraderie on the boat, something that you are interested in being, um, part of again? Uh, did you feel like you were prepared to head out with them? Is there any gear that you would change for next time? Any gear that you would, you would use differently or maybe you would purchase something else? Um, you know, were you missing anything? That kind of thing. Each time that you head out, you're going to kind of increase your knowledge, your abilities and everything else that uh, you'll be able to bring with you on the next sale to make it even better. All right, so I'm going to wrap up this episode here. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you found it useful. And I hope that you are feeling a little more uh, prepared to head out on the boat and how to uh, be an adaptable and uh, efficient and helpful crew out on the boat, whatever kind of sailboat you end up getting asked to go out and crew on. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to chatting with you guys again next week. Take care.